Welcome to the ASAP Weekly Rocket League Podcast, a show hosted by LeZero, the man of a thousand rants, as well as Relentless, who has the spiciest takes and Wabbit, the fan favorite. This show details the latest news in the Rocket League scene, esports results, and tips and tricks on how to get better at the game, while sometimes they'll just take a random topic and see where it takes them. Thank you all for listening, and enjoy. Hello and welcome back to the ASAP Weekly Rocket League Podcast. It's been a while. It's been a while. Uh, at least it feels that way. I don't know if that's quite the case. It um, does feel that way. It, it feels like a lot has happened in the in the past week, but maybe maybe that's just me. Um, but I am joined today by Wabbits. So mm-hmm. hello, Wabbits. Hello. And we are actually joined by um, I I don't know I don't know if I should call you a content creator, a listener. <laughs> I wouldn't call um, myself that. <laughs> you want to saw yourself that well uh, I'm, I'm joined by captain fish and just a little bit of backstory so um i occasionally you know surprisingly enough i'll look through the promoter stuff section of our discord from time to time uh and uh i caught a little tournament that captain fish was um uh was conducting shall we say um and so i joined in i think for for i don't know if it was half an hour an hour or so just kind of watched yeah, it yeah. uh and i thought it was really cool and so I thought I'd invite him on because um, one thing that I know I've mentioned a million times is Rocket League has as many different types of little communities, little islands <laughs> as possible. Um, and it's fun to learn about a new one. So that's really that's really it. That is that is the incentive. And I thought your your stream was pretty cool. So I thought I'd have you on. I have you talk about it. I'm sure we'll we'll throw up your Twitch uh, in, in our, uh, you know, uh, what's it called notes section. So if anyone wants to check you out, uh, that's where they can do it. Um, but yeah, how about you start by introducing yourself and, and kind of what you do with related to Rocket League? Well, sure. Yeah, I'm I'm Captain Fish. Most people call me Fish, so I've considered removing the captain altogether. But I like the <laughs> irony of the image, so I'm I'm hanging on to it. The reason I wouldn't call myself a content creator is because that tournament you tuned into was uh, on June 19th, which is two and a half weeks ago, and that's also the last time I streamed. <laughs> <laughs> so until i get some sort of uh, regular thing going on which i'm hoping to um i'm hoping to get a hold of like in uh in august or by september like once or twice a week um then have maybe, a regular thing going yeah well but, how about this how about what were you doing before that tournament or like i'm, I'm actually genuinely curious what uh well what it kind of looked like how did you get to that tournament point <laughs> <laughs> well the first the first couple of times I streamed, um, I think semi regularly, I was doing like a Borderlands two campaign with some friends. Mm-hmm. So, um, I've been streaming a lot of rocket league is probably the main thing I stream. But the problem with that is people really aren't into watching rocket league unless you're really good at it or you have a really interesting personality. And I don't consider myself to have either of those qualities. So, um, I've been having, difficult times figuring out what to stream because if it's not people that i know like in real life people usually aren't like into watching just ranked games over and over again so they need some sort of variety um the tournament was uh from a small community that i created actually interestingly first as an age of empires community with some oh with some my friends goodness okay we'll talk about that in a second but yes keep sure going. Sure. So, so this Discord server is fairly small. It started three years ago. There's eight people in it, and we just hang out and play uh, Age of Empires 2 every once in a while. Um, so it's not terribly old. 
but um, it's now it's dominated by Rocket League. Like I think there's uh, 60 people in there and 35 of them play Rocket League. And um, it's a fairly small community, so I won't I won't advertise it too much because um, typically you kind of want to keep it small. Don't yeah, you, typically right? people okay. are invited because they know somebody. So it's not like it's not like hard. You have to be like friends with somebody in real life because if people have really good teammates like they find online or in RSC, for example, then they invite them and they get involved in the community and they and they hang around. So as far as my streaming, like I love streaming tournaments and I love casting and I've, I've done it with a couple of other people before. Like, uh, like Foof was on there casting with me and playing in the tournament. So he was doing a little bit of, uh, uh multitasking while he wasn't playing. Um, and he's casted some, uh, RLCS South American matches, uh, on the English Ooh, streams. Ayo. So they don't have nice. too many viewers, less than a hundred, but it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's a good something. thing for him to put on his CV. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> so I, sure. I love doing those tournaments. So I'm in the process of putting together a discord like for my Twitch community so I can host larger events through there. Um, yeah. And I imagine since it'll your, be your discord, you'd, you'd be uh, okay with expanding it further, shall we say? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I definitely imagine. want to do that. Uh, but just in case people uh, do tune into my streams in the future and they see, uh, things going on for the smaller community that community is called boiled salad and it's Mm, the name started off as a meme because we had no idea what to call the thing but we hung on to it so i i I remember uh that tournament two weeks half weeks ago i believe we um argued about what the definition of a boiled salad is yeah and i hadn't actually thought about it before that point which is interesting (laughs) (laughs) that's always great yes yes um Unfortunately, when you're friends with Wabbits for too long, you know, you just start deep thinking about stuff that doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, <laughs> I have that effect on people. Um, <laughs> sometimes it matters, but sometimes it doesn't. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. No, and I thought I'd just have you on. I think it's cool to to kind of get uh, different looks, different people. Um, that is another part that did surprise me. Um, I, I've... For those of you who don't know, right, we also run the, the Pokemon and the uh, Age of Empires podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Age of Empires one recently, we've been trying to get moving a little bit, uh, become a little more active and all that. And so that, that, one's, that one started off. It's, it's starting, to, starting to move around, starting to move around. Um, but I saw Captain Fish was in that Discord as well. Um, and I thought that was funny that there is crossover players. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think there's a couple, uh, there's there's a, a few that that play both games, so I think that's pretty cool because we never had that before. Um, I can guarantee you, and Wabs knows this for sure. When when the original show started, the, uh, the you know what where ASAP got its name from, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, there was no the crossover. artifact. There was no crossover. <laughs> there was only a hundred people playing that game. Yeah, we had more. <laughs> we had we had more downloads per week than people who played the game actively at some point. Uh, <laughs> that is a fact. That is true. Um, I think that's wild. Actually, that that that's so wild. Uh, but yeah, I, I thank you for coming on. Uh, I'm sure you'll have some insights of some of the things we talk about. So I'm, I'm sure that'll be fun to hear from you about. Uh, I guess the last thing, kind of related. Speaking of artifact, I guess um, we are approaching. 100,000 downloads kind of overall. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just want Wabs to think about the fact that, uh, you know, both of us have been listened to for about, a, you know, over 100,000 hours. I just want you to... Yep. I just want you to take that in for a little bit. I will never know why. We're horrible. And nothing will change that in my mind. Let's hear yeah, I don't good. really know why either. 
but it's it's awful. I I don't know why you listen to this. <laughs> you know, self-deprecation only works so much, Wabs. You gotta. <laughs> I will never stop, and you can't make me. <laughs> You're just you know, keep funny. It going. I think I think a lot of people there's like self-deprecation humor, um, and I think I used to do it all the time, but. I actually like there was a point where I'm like, no, I'm just going to stop because <laughs> there, there's a point where you cross where you're like. And I don't well, I'm going to be honest. I don't think you do it on, on our podcast too much or honestly, no, even no. when we talk normally. So I don't think it's that much of a problem. There's certain people who like when they self deprecate too much, you get to a point you're like, OK, is this is this actually funny at this point mm-hmm, or are mm-hmm. you just creating a self defense mechanism in case someone ever says uh you know that they don't like your stuff and then you're like well i always said it was bad guys <laughs> um you know that that's what starts to run through my mind and i think that's actually a reason i stopped because i'm like no i think we do a pretty decent job okay yeah right? I are, hope we, so, are we are we you know we're definitely not bottom of the barrel uh you know are we the greatest podcasters who ever lived no but since I'm not doing self-deprecation, I can at least strive to do that. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes if you if self-deprecate a little too much, you might um, you start might start believing not, it. You might start believing it, but you not might not set your expectations higher. You know what I mean? I think it can be uh, it can mm. be uh, what's it called detrimental in that sense, right? Like if you ever try and achieve something, yes, you have to be level-headed and be realistic. But there's a difference between level-headed and realistic, and you know creating a facade of I'm bad, so that way they I'll never get hurt if someone criticizes me. Right? Yeah, I think there's a difference mm. between those two things. Yeah, no, I love those listening to you guys. It's fun to to put on in the car, or, or especially like doing free play. <laughs> oh yeah, so. I, I, we're definitely a, a companion podcast. That's that's what I'm going for. Uh, even my my secret Twitch streams that I've been doing uh, the last couple of days um, are really just companion practice pieces. Mm. <laughs> um, so so they're they're. Uh, I was I was actually laughing about that. It's like I, I've I've kind of started doing like one hour every day, early mornings, just practicing, right? Mm-hmm. Like choosing some random thing and then practicing it. Um, and I'm like, you know, I just realized like this is a great tool for someone who wants to practice with me the things I'm doing. Uh, and Obsidian Dragon from our Discord actually has taken me up on the offer. And essentially, what he does is he tunes in like ten minutes late and then sees I'm doing some kind of like you know workshop map, and he's like, let me try to catch up to you. And his goal is to <laughs> catch up to me before I finish the level, and he's, and he's pretty good at it. So, yeah, he would. Um, I, I, thought, I thought that was great. Um, no, uh, speaking, I guess, of self-deprecation or bringing yourself down or, or maybe having negative thoughts, uh, we're going to jump into a pretty big topic that's been discussed this week um, in the Twitterverse. Uh, and this is kind of... It was posted originally by Sunless Con, so that's kind of where it got the most traction. Um, and essentially, he was saying like, "This is this is the trend to my, um, this is a trend to my my YouTube video views kind of over the last bit from free to play, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you kind of see a slow kind of downward spiral to pretty much back to where it was before." before free to play happened um and then i don't i think it was widow but it might have been another rl content creator so forgive me if if i have the wrong person here also posted a a trend for google searches for rocket league and Mm. it is surprisingly similar to sunless cons uh (laughs) video views which Mm -hmm. is very interesting um it was athena that posted that oh it was athena Mm. okay thank you thank you i just checked uh uh yeah great Kevin, if you want to be a fact checker, I have fact checking here. I've got the Google tab open. Nice, nice. Um, 
So uh, I have some things to say about this, but I kind of titled this like doom posting a little bit. Um, I have a couple yeah. of thoughts to say about this, uh, but I want to get maybe your first thoughts. Let's start with Captain Fish and then Waps mm-hmm. on your thoughts uh, on kind of like what Sonus Khan was saying. I think Virtuoso's comment is the most relevant. Like people get into a game like this because um, when school or a lot of things are going on and you have a free half hour, this is one of those games like like FIFA that you can just hop on and play a couple games and then hop off again. And I think the first factor is people do that and then they realize it's very difficult to get a sense of progression like that after a while. Like uh, you're champ three, I'm more or less champ two. And if we just hopped on and played like half an hour of ranked every day, we wouldn't improve for months and months and months. And I'm aware of that because I first hit champ one like two years ago (laughs) and I've barely gone up. So, and I'm back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's the first one. You know, free to play. Obviously, a bunch of people jumped on the player, the active player base mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. went up to over a million. I think. I think it was almost hit insane. two million at some point. Um, it was insane. crazy. Um, so now it's back down based on this Athena chart. The interest is down to where it was like before that point, uh, mid July ish of 2020 last year. Uh, I think the second factor is there's no RLCS happening. So there w- there was such an active esports scene for nine, ten months, and now there's almost nothing because it's been it's difficult to follow the IWO qualifiers. So mm-hmm. people lose interest in that. Whereas if you hop on Twitch and Rocket League is streaming like they were doing three, four days a week for a lot of the time over the past ten months then uh, it piques your interest in the game again. So I think it'll jump up again uh, in a month or two when RLCS starts back up, or even for IWO, people will will tune into it, especially since that's a brand new, interesting concept, the World Cup sort of thing, Uh, even though it's not actually World Cups regionals, obviously. But I think it's those two things. You know, people lose interest after a while, number one, and uh, the competitive side of it is such an important part of what makes Rocket League Rocket League. And people, some people need that, like on the side, to keep their interest uh, high. Mm-hmm. I actually like that point of uh, the competitive not being streaming because um, I think like two days ago or something, I was you know super bored just looking on Twitch, being like, "Wow, nobody that I want to watch is actually streaming right now." So let's actually go to the browse function, which I've literally never done before. Um, <laughs> and I, I'm someone who like would generally you would assume be advertised rocket league be like oh here's rocket league watch this um but even in the browse page there wasn't really like i couldn't find that the tab for rocket league or anybody that was streaming rocket league um and i think that the big reason for that probably was that the competitive stuff just isn't happening and a lot of teams might be um or like players themselves might not be uh, playing super heavily because they're doing or streaming super heavily because of whatever reasons, taking a break, um, going Listen, on vacation. It's a summer break. The exactly. players deserve a month off. I'm gonna oh, they do. Yeah, of they course. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's a, that's a good point. I, I hadn't thought about that for uh, people playing, like seeing people play inspires people to play, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, I think that in other big point of this is like rocket league is a very very fun game for a lot of people in short bursts 
Yeah. I played Rocket League for two to three years. Um, once for like two weeks at a time, six months separated. Like I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't look at it. And then I would just like grind the game because I'm like, damn, this is such a fun game. Let's play this more. Let's play it more, play it more. And then I'm like, I'm distracted. <laughs> and then you again. play once. No. <laughs> and then I play once and then I, I leave forever. And then I come back six months later and do that. And until I actually took the game seriously, I was like, wait, I'm actually pretty good at this game and I'm enjoying playing this game and I'm really having fun with this. Um, I didn't want to keep on playing outside of that fun two week period that was like, this is that's it. Um, but it does have that, you know, that draw factor of like, oh, this is actually just a fun game because it's hard, because it's competitive. And because I don't really have to interact with teammates too much, which is a fun thing, but it's still there. So it's like, oh, I can blame them, but I don't have to worry too much about them. Yeah. <laughs> um, so all of that is like a very big thing for long-term players that don't play a lot, I think. Um, which is kind of a weird thing to say, but it's actually good for a game, in my opinion, rather than having like a million people who are, or I guess a thousand people who are uh, hard grinding 24 hours a day you have a million people who play once every six months for two weeks. <laughs> um, but it's also, I'm sure uh, Epic has been advertising Rocket League a lot less than they were <laughs> when, when it was, it was free, like, free to play. Yeah. 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 So that's, that's also going to be a big factor. Advertising works. <laughs> <laughs> no, for sure. I got, I got a lot to say on this topic, so mm-hmm. maybe I can jump in here. Go off. Um, Okay, the first thing I saw that was really cool, I think is great that Leth brought this up. Um, the There's a possibility that essentially they're working on creating Rocket League for Unreal Engine 5. Ooh. Uh, so currently Rocket League is on Unreal Engine 3, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that doesn't really explain some things that were happening the year before or like two years ago. Um, but if we don't see any big updates for the next year or so, year and a half, that could be why, right? That's a possibility. It's a rumor, shall we say. I'm not going to say anything, anything mm-hmm. official, but um, that would make a lot of sense. Essentially, th- this year was the free-to-play year, and in like half a year or a year, they're going to have like this big thing of coming to Unreal Engine 5, you know, and then they'll do the big promotion, and a whole bunch more people will jump on for a bit. and then That makes away. sense. So from mm-hmm. this, what you're saying is that the reason that they can't do custom games is because it's on Unreal Unreal Engine three, and they need to put it to five to make it so that you can do Workshop. I mean, it it, it's, it depends on them whether they're going to work on creating a Workshop within the game. Uh, no, no, no. But, it's because it's Unreal Engine three. I don't care what you say. It's, <laughs> let me believe it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Sure. Sure. Um, to the point of, I think a lot of people are saying like, "Oh, I wish there's like a million new things." I'm gonna be completely honest. Okay, I. I don't think this give me a million features is ever going to convince someone who casually plays the game to stick around. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. It may convince, okay, maybe this. It'll convince like 20, like maybe 10% max. But -hmm. most people, once they've kind of like, you know, they've enjoyed it for a little bit, they're going to take a little break. They're going to take that break regardless. Uh, I I don't care how many, you know, new and exciting things are if you're kind of like I'm, I'm i need a break from this type of game you're gonna take a break from this type of game i feel like that mm-hmm. uh i felt like you're gonna respond so i want you to respond before i go to my next points no no i, I kind of like that that's a good point new yeah. things will um, keep players um well like, okay jaren combo like yeah. cried to the heavens of like we need these more things to like bring people and i'm just like i don't think it's <laughs> 
You know, like I don't like, yes, they're going to make a little bit of a difference. Like maybe you can keep a 10%, maybe 20%, but you're not going to keep that million. There's no way that million was going to say everyone kind of knew that already. Mm, Um, and, and my second point to that is, and I know I've made this point before, but I think it's worth reiterating is there's so only so many games that you can be completely invested in. Okay. Um, I do not believe like past three games and that's even hard for me sometimes, but past three games, like how much time do you have? You know what I mean? Like you're either a person who just plays a bunch of random casual games with friends and you guys just choose different games all the time. Right. Um, or maybe there's specific games that all of you like and you stick with those games, or maybe you're competitive about a game or two. Um, and those are like the games you kind of stick with. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I, and I was arguing this a little, well, I don't argue. I just kind of put this post on Twitter because I I thought it was relevant, but making is what happened with free to play is that I think rocket league entered the mainstream lexicon. If I may use that word, um, (laughs) um, before I digress into euphemisms that uh, actually dilute the point. Um, let me say that uh, it just like Among Us, just like Fall Guys, just like Fortnite became these kind of mainstream type things where you see them in all these comments. I think what free-to-play has done ultimately for Rocket League, um, which won't be reflected necessarily in uh, in um, the maybe you know the the youtube views right that have gone back down to the pre free to play levels is that i think in general the population that knows what rocket league is has greatly increased mm-hmm. right the casual video game player knows about rocket league yeah. um and i think that is going to be something that as this goes on as this kind of conversation goes on we can't forget right and i, I um yeah i i think in general whether you like it or not, you know, some, some people now, hundred percent, there's people now arguing. It's like, Oh, we never should have done free to play. That's <laughs> <laughs> so much more toxic, which I'm going to be honest. It was toxic before. And it's toxic. like anything yeah. that was toxic before is like, I don't think it became more toxic because free to play. I actually think it's about the same. Yep. I would agree. Um, um, but the, the general kind of idea. Yeah. Yeah. I stick to that idea that, that uh i think it's become more popular in the broader sense and i think that's actually reflected in our esports numbers right the fact that we're almost hitting 200k views for like big major tournaments when we don't have land is actually incredible yeah Mm -hmm. um so so i think that side of things is actually going to keep people in the game for a long time even if they might not be people who actively play or actively seek out youtube content that's directly made only for people who are hardcore rocket league players cough cough Mm -hmm. um which 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 may be you know like which may be the reason why the views are going back down to the pre-levels is because the casual fan which consumed that content for the first couple months once they're really getting into the game once they decide okay this is just a game i'm going to play for fun you know every month or two right or with the friends every so often um they're no longer seeking out content that's uh let me learn how to do this thing or or let me do uh uh you know, strictly Rocket League content is what mm. I'm saying, right? Yeah. Um, I, I think, uh, yeah, I think that's a big point. Okay, respond to that point, either of you, if you have anything before I go on, because I got a lot of points. So before <laughs> I go on to any other point. Sure. I Go ahead. Go ahead. I think okay. I just agree. <laughs> well, I, I got, um, uh, you mentioned that everybody knew it was going to be difficult to maintain the 1 million odd player base that was active, at least briefly after free to play. 
And the problem, uh, the reason for that problem is that going free to play is like a huge move and it's really rare for a game to be paid and then after several years then go free to play. Um, obviously, it was a very... Starcraft! Uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Obviously, just, it was a really I'm just intelligent move. Getting cold one. <laughs> Like it was a really smart thing for them to do. And a lot of people held the sentiment that it was going to make the community more toxic. But how did they not know that that would be really difficult given how toxic it already was? Um, <laughs> it's not even that like relative to other video games is about the same. Let's be honest here. Sure. <laughs> like it, but it's it's yeah. emphasized, I think, because you don't maybe expect interaction from your teammates, uh, like mm. you said, and then you get it. And so it feels worse, I think. Um, anyway, I think the growth that came from free to play was maybe a little bit fictitious because that would not have mm. happened naturally at all. And so the fact that it's yeah. it's somewhat dropped to where it was before free to play, I think it's a low and it's not going to this isn't going to be maintained either. But I think now that free to play is is well and truly um, settled in and we have a great rlcs x uh not x but rlcs format that's going to continue for a number of years now we have like a really good foundation for the game to grow from here and maybe in a year or two we will have a steady you know upper hundreds of thousands maybe even a million regular active player base like at all times of day so Mm -hmm. i think people need to not look at the growth that happened because of free to play as what should have been the norm but rather um as the potential that can be reached because of the accessibility that the game now has. Mm -hmm. And I actually like that, uh, thing of, again, it's competitive, both to both of your points. Um, the increased awareness of rocket league itself tends towards, um, a continued awareness of rocket league esports just -hmm. because it's so easy to consume. It's so easy to understand, to watch, Mm -hmm. to see and be like, Oh, the ball went in their goal. Now they're losing. It's not like trying to watch League or Dota where you're like, I don't know what's going yeah. on. And the other team just gave up what happened. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you're not aware of what's going on in those games, you just don't have the ability to get into it. Uh, but if with Rocket League, it's very, very easy for people to see and to be like, oh, their number is higher than their number. That is a direct like, oh, they just they're winning. Yeah, that, that's easy. It's good. We did it. Um, <laughs> and having that having that is like super super good for the casual uh casual player and casual viewer and then having the the viewpoints of the competitive or the view numbers of the competitive scene be higher means that more people are actually seeing it and it's not just the competitive and serious players that are watching it's anybody right (laughs) and that's the real big uh, thing i think because you'll get like it's easier to get in because there's just more people that are able to yeah yeah, I think those are some great points for sure, for sure. Um, I'm going to continue on here with my points. Do it. Uh, as, as the, as the uh, dictator I am. Of course. Uh, <laughs> no, um, my next point as well is I think of all the people who are kind of posting about this stuff, um, there's a group that will be probably affected the most by this, right? Um, and I think Captain Fish is actually great that you're on, although... Uh, now that you're saying that your your community is kind of even more localized and and kind of tight knit than I originally thought, 
Um, I think content creators who are definitely kind of in that, okay, we're creating content for fun, but this isn't really anything that we're looking, um, you know, that we're looking like, oh, okay, we're, you know, we need to make money off of this, right? Like that, mm-hmm. that is not the approach for a lot of these kind of smaller content creators. Yeah. Um, I think so for us, you know, I'm going to be honest, uh, our trends have been slightly increasing by a small amount forever it doesn't it doesn't really change um which is great which is amazing actually i think i think that's very very healthy mm-hmm. growth um but uh what and the, for instance the the biggest content creators so like the sunless cons your musties they'll be fine okay even if they have a dip in views uh they have enough to sustain themselves right i think where this affects the most is the creators who had been in the last little bit hoping to make it or seeing a possibility of making this a livelihood a career um you know your rocket sledge was saying for instance i think i think something in the twitter comments like where he was a little bit shaken or or maybe your you know your kind of 150 200 viewer twitch streamers right yeah um who who are dipping down i think for those types of people this is where this trend is definitely the most worrying right yeah um and i think that's a real reality right i because you know wabs and i well wabs just keep studying but because um you know we haven't ever been like okay this is the only thing we're doing and we're gonna make this a living no matter what right um because we haven't had that approach right this kind of trend doesn't really worry us because we'll keep doing this regardless right when we're having fun yeah we keep working on it um the biggest content creators are still making enough that they can sustain themselves but those middle content creators are worried especially if you know let's just say in the last couple months they they saw the opportunity they decided hey this is the time to pump out more content um and then they did it right and then now it's kind of you're looking at some of the views dipping and you start to worry and i think it's a very realistic worry about uh potential futures uh and and i think for them, that is right. Are, are they going to kind of go back to doing it part time? That's hard, right? It's it's, mm-hmm. it's hard to upscale to a point where for like a month or two, right? Maybe three months, you, you're hitting those levels where like this could be it. This I love doing this job. I could do this full time. And then all of a sudden you, you kind of start seeing that trend go the other way. And for you, it's like, okay, now it's at a point where I don't know if I can sustain this. Um, yeah, what what do you the two of you think kind of about these middle content creators, which are probably going to be hit the worst by this kind of trend? I would say that it's honestly just a very tough and sad reality for that because that was the free to play was a massive boost for those people, and that might have been the deciding factor for them. Where you know it wasn't just a moment; it was like what six months, pretty much of very much higher it was longer than you'd expect yeah right? yeah so it wasn't just like oh now i can do this because it's consistently staying higher and i should be at this amount for you know a while um and it, there's the possibility that i can maintain this right which is very fair to say like there's nothing wrong with doing that especially if you do want to make a career out of that and you have the ability to and the opportunity to um but and, but uh, it's still um, a very sad reality that the, if the numbers of people who are playing Rocket League are going down, then the interest in Rocket League um, for people who aren't basically pros is going to go down, right? Um, mm-hmm. And even still, like even some pros might, like even the top, top content creators probably do have that dip of just like, this is Rocket League content. 
I'm not playing Rocket League anymore. So unless I really like this person's personality, I'm not going to watch this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I guess the delayed decrease is the really tough thing because if people did, you know, quit their jobs or um, transition to full-time streamer or content creator in general, then it's just like, well, you're kind of left out to dry because of uh, things lasting longer than expected. And then that decrease coming. Well, I will say it, it, it definitely did last a little longer, which could have helped some people, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They could, you know, like if something lasted a month, something lasted six months and it was still the same peak, but you could keep that for six months. At least you could say it's like, I lived the dream for half a year, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, at least you can have that. Um, but no, it, it's definitely a, a difficult reality. Um, and I think, you know, I think none other, you know, one of the biggest kind of things about this is, um, We've had a flash force on a couple times, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and we've uh, you know he's kind of said on his stream sometimes it's like you know he 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 saw a big trend upward right especially with all his TikTok stuff and mm-hmm. um, he got a bigger bigger general audience, um, but there are times like on stream that he says like I don't know if Rocket League is a thing I can like really transition and like do full time right. Um, and if there's any person that like grinds and hustles to make a career of it the most, it's definitely him. Um, like you have to respect all the work that he's done and you can definitely see all the work that he's done. Um, but I think it's difficult in Rocket League, especially is because those who are established have been established for so long. They'll, they'll continue to be established. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's one of those things where, where small growth is always better in the long run, yeah, small upward trends uh, over high rises and then high and then big falls, because how do you motivate yourself? You know, after you like, mm-hmm. let's, let's just say you're a Twitch streamer, right? You're getting about like 20, 30 viewers on Twitch. You grow a little bit. You're starting to get 50, 60, right? And then all of a sudden for six months, you get like 250, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you drop back down to that 50 and you're like, like I don't know. Like that that is a tough mental blow when you when you kind of consider that. Um and yeah, and Rocket League is a is a plane that's hard to make content for because I think, and I, I think we've said this before, is especially the typical Rocket League content, if someone doesn't play Rocket League, um they are not going to, you know, continue to watch that content. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's why like I think, you know, to my failed Failed projects. That's why I no longer announce projects. <laughs> of course, of course. Um, um, I mean, for other reasons, it's failed for other reasons. But uh, of like creating like a web series, kind of like using Rocket League, right? Um, trying, trying to do that, like uh, what would I call it? Legends of the Rocket Heroes? Uh, that whole thing, right? <laughs> I think, like, as funny as it is, and you know, I'm like definitely my video execution was not the best. I think ideas like that are ultimately are things that can break through and retain an audience that's not Rocket League related, okay? I haven't played Halo since 2009, and yet I still every year keep up with Red versus Blue. Okay, I'll like, <laughs> catch up on the whole season, okay? And it has nothing to... Like, I don't care about Halo, but it's a great world and story that they built using Halo as the basis, right? So you had the initial audience of Halo players that were like, oh, what's this kind of funny little story, right? And then on top of it, they got voice actors and, the, and they created a great story and uh, they kept doing it every year. So then people, even when they didn't even play Halo, they didn't even follow the scene, they didn't play the game, they still kind of you know went went to Rooster Teeth and, and watched that. So I, like that's an instance where you're kind of using it for for 
the basis, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think kind of having a little bit maybe more diversified content or using Rocket League as a basis for content that is accessible to players who used to play Rocket League but no longer play it, mm-hmm. that's when you're going to have the most success, right? Yeah. Some of cons, stupid building, a, you know, going and challenging people in real life to play Rocket League against each other or, um, you know, maybe content that you can't make quite as much of, you know, uh, in the past year, but... Um, or maybe his like where you like built that like cosplay almost of Rocket League and yep. ran around with it. That's <laughs> stuff that you don't have to be playing Rocket League and you'll still find funny, right? And that's that's the kind of content that I think will keep a lot of these people who now know about Rocket League and like, oh, this person keeps making these videos, right? But if you get five or six videos of a row of like pro plays against bots or or to be fair, that 100 bot video, for instance, right? <laughs> Just something so ridiculous and outside the box that even if you don't play Rocket League anymore, you're like, okay, I'll go see this, you know? Um, but if you have your content that's like typical, like, you know, um, pros plays against seven players or mm-hmm. watch me watch me play a tournament, right? That's only going to appeal to the, your Rocket League player base, you know, the Rocket League player base that was here before free to play. I think the way the way people ingest content is always based around novel ideas. So like red versus blue is a novel idea. And a lot of the stuff that you mentioned Sunless Con does uh, is too. Uh, the problem with Rocket League, as we've mentioned before, is that it's not a game where putting new stuff into the game will not add interest to the game necessarily. Like a new game mode in Rocket League won't add players unless it's happens to be centered around another topic that people are interested in real life. Like if you add a volleyball mode, you might get like a couple thousand new players for a little bit who want to play volleyball in rocket league. And then they dip out again. However, I don't think that's the same for content creators because there is still a lot of possibility within the game itself for creators to make novel content. And you have Lethemir, who's one of the biggest content creators in X-Pro, who now has a career doing uh, workshop map design, which is mm-hmm. something that he probably didn't consider you know, years ago when he was just grinding the game. I, I completely agree. My one point with Leth, though, is I think he's found a niche within the already existing Rocket League audience, if that makes sense. Yeah. I, 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 think, I think what is so great about his niche is there's no one else who's doing it, yeah. right? Yeah, so he's I agree with created that. a great basis for the Rocket League diehards that already exist to be like, Leth's going to give me something different, okay? He's always going to give me something different, and there's no one who makes the maps that he makes. Mm-hmm. And I think that's amazing. Um, but, you know, I like people joke about Musty Clone, but like... <laughs> There is a lot of musty clones. Like, <laughs> yeah. let's let's not get it wrong here, right? Um, and and I think, you know, it, it's this is actually a great topic to discuss, right? Is is the creative space within Rocket League, for the most part, already taken up, right? Um, I think I think Leth is definitely one who's exploring and creating these million maps, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think people are down to watch a video. But because they're so like not readily available or accessible, um, you know, you're gonna watch that video and then you'll be like, "That's really cool. I wish I could play it." And then you don't get to play it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but is is there like for other content creators? Is there like a space that hasn't really been explored? Because I'd argue at this point, for the main game, like either you have the diehards who are gonna watch every single video, all right, um, 
Oh, by the way, shout out to Thanovic because I actually really liked one of his most recent videos. Um, and it's the kind of videos that I want to see more of where people just get angry at people who complain. <laughs> <laughs> That's just like, no, you are the reason you are not getting better. Like, I need, I need, you know what? That's a niche. So if someone's got that, where they, they literally just like look at someone, like they just take someone who like complains about Rocket League and just roast them for an hour uh, in the most like heated and aggressive way. I'm there for it. Okay. But <laughs> my point is, I feel like we've definitely almost maxed out that creative space of a video, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's some ideas that people haven't explored. What, what are your thoughts on those? I'm sure that there is that space. And when somebody finds it, they're going to blow up. <laughs> That's when we'll know it. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I'm not creative enough to know what that is, but somebody probably is. <laughs> well, you mentioned Rocket, Led- Rocket Sledge 2 is sort of a sort of middle creator. He's probably on the upper end of middle creators. Mm-hmm. But he does he does sort of novel stuff too. I won't act like I, I watch his videos week in, week out, because I, I don't really. But... Um, these people have to try and come up with new ideas. And I think the time that the free to play, <coughs> excuse me, the rise of <coughs> interest in free to play was sustained, was helpful to the viewer bases of these, of these creators, because more time, the more time you have to grow a sustainable player base, it, it like increases exponentially the possibility of that player base um, sticking around um, when the interest in the general community is not so high like it is now, as mentioned by Sunless. So I think six months is a huge difference from one month and that um, theoretical streamer that went from 50 to 250 and then back <laughs> down to 50 will feel still some inspiration about, say, the possibility of coming up with new ideas and keeping their interest high knowing that in the future when the interest in this game continues to rise because it will i'm the interest in rocket league as a novel esport or game is not going to diminish at any point in the near future i'd agree unless the developers decide to completely neglect the game i don't think that's that's gonna happen there's way too much interest in both the game and that's happening uh i don't think they've ever actually seen a game that's (laughs) yeah true (laughs) I think the the supposed you know release of Unreal Engine Five um, capability for the game is the next big thing they could do after free to play, and it sort of unlocks some of that possibility um, for for people's interest. Too. Bubble. That's the question. I, I don't think it will. It might give another spike. Um, it's obviously nowhere near the same for like the common people. They aren't as invested in, in that sort of technical stuff as they would be as in the case of, oh, this game that I was interested in was $15 before and now I can just download it for free. Let me play it for fun. Um, but I think that's the next big thing that I could do to motivate the community, and I guess, to continue the slow, uh, gradual rise that we've mentioned and we want to see continue no 100 percent. great points mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah no it's definitely very interesting in that sense um i think like you know i'm so, so i was just curious about this because we we're like talking about about big kind of broccoli content creators um and like this trend huh 
<laughs> Sorry, I, I just looked up John Sandman because like I don't usually oh, watch John Sandman videos, mm-hmm. but like if you wanted, if you wanted a cookie cutter, <laughs> no, you know it's funny. John Sandman is not a cookie cutter Rockley content creator. He's a cookie cutter YouTube content creator. If that makes yes, sense. yeah. Uh, so in some ways, like inexplicably, his content is actually novel in that sense um, because I don't think I think Rockley content creators create like copy rockily content creators as opposed to copy rockily trend or like YouTube, YouTube trends. trends. Mm-hmm. Um, he also releases like a video every day. That's no, just ridiculous. John Sandman, as much as people like to, to hate on him, he is an amazing creator. <laughs> Listen, I, he has yeah. he essentially went, okay. I think as many ideas as possibly can and release a video every day. Like yep. <laughs> he, he, he's like, you're never going to be bored. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, as much as you want to hate him and, uh, you, you got to give him his due, right? He, yeah. His videos at this point are not going to be hitting the, the heights they did before, but if he's releasing a video every day and he gets like the 50 K views, uh, that kind of adds up over time. Yeah. And actually the, the thing is about creators like this, who have like a million videos is some of their older videos will just all of a sudden shoot up to a million views, right? Like mm. in some ways with, with the release of free to play, <laughs> For creators like this, where someone just really wants to create, like, like, sorry, consume Rocket League content, like, all of a sudden, there's going to be, you know, let's say 100,000 people that go back and watch 50 of your videos. Like, like think about that. that like, that's a great <laughs> spike. Um, okay. I think we talked enough about this topic. I think the point I was trying to make is... Um, I think everybody who who kind of understood what free to play meant knew that there'd be a dip. And I actually expected a lot earlier. So I was surprised it sustained for as long as it did, mm-hmm. but we knew there'd be a back dip to normal levels for the same reason. The overwatch league did not succeed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And that is because organic growth is more important than anything else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, captain fish, you know, you're talking about the age of empires community, right? Um, I think the Age of Empires community has has been a slow burn for twenty years, mm-hmm. and then they create an HD update. Yeah, and then they found fifty thousand people. All of a sudden. Yeah, like, yeah. Now it's had its best uh, two years for two sure. Years twenty of all years time. after its release, yeah. And it has nothing to do with. Um, and I think there's AOE four, which is probably going to do the same thing that Free to Play did to the. It's probably going to be the same thing six months of, of upped views and AOE four players and everyone's back to AOE two. Um, but I digress. I'm not going to talk about age of empires too much on this podcast. The point being is that you need organic growth for these communities to sustain themselves. And those people who are still watching, who are watching before free to play is the organic growth. And you need to grow that player base, the player base that are, are either committed to the esport or committed to becoming really, really good at the game. Right. Mm-hmm. One of those two avenues, I think you can consider them, um, a a diehard fan, right? Um, and so for me, like, I've you know I've talked about this before, but like, there's are games I've picked up and dropped, right? Um, League of Legends, <laughs> for instance, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Overwatch for a while, right? Hearthstone, like, there's a lot of games that I was very committed when I was there, but then I dropped when I left. But I would still put myself part of the starcraft community because i'll still watch like the big kind of competitions right Mm -hmm. um and so i would be the rock league equivalent of an esports viewer essentially right where 
I I play the game occasionally for fun, whatever, maybe friends sometimes, but really I'll consume the content. I like watching the content. Um, so having, you know, if if the trends from the tournaments of last year's RLCS continues and we have those same trends, like we have 200k people watching, I wouldn't worry for a second how long Rocket League is going to last, right? If we can continue that trend of 200,000 people watching our tournaments, yeah. we are golden. There's no, mm-hmm. that is a good consumer that's going to stay there for years, right? They've said, I love watching our LCS, right? They're probably like Combo and Jera in some ways. <laughs> um <laughs> I love watching our LCS. I may play less than I used to, but I love watching our LCS. Um, and then there's that other player base, which we want to slowly grow organically and keep it going. And that's that pre free to play players that have stuck around and are going to stick around five years into the future. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I th- yeah. Organic right. growth going back to age of empires really quickly yep. is, is, is so important that like the top age of empires players like Viper and Hera get, similar viewership to or even more than the than the top rocket league streamers like like justin and it's it's at a point where right now musty streaming is 2.4 thousand viewers um and it looks like he's just doing some competitive ones and t90 for age of empires is streaming low elo like some of the worst players play the game and he has 100 more viewers than musty does so low level like, age of empires <laughs> That the diehards, yeah, there's four or five times less, yeah, are watching the streamers and actually letting there to be these people that are essentially full time <laughs> in a much smaller community, right? I mean, this is a whole topic I can get into in how, like, you can't just stream Rockley ranked, like, no, it, there's yeah. a thousand people <laughs> who do that, like, it, it's not like I and I maintain, like, I think tournaments are great like our, our monthly tournaments, yeah. that isn't a sustainable idea that people are going to tune in once a month. Right. But I can do tournaments every day. I, I don't think, I don't think people would watch them every day. I think, I think maybe some people would, if I made little tournaments, but if I had like, I don't know, it, it, it actually maybe maybe I could, but in that case I would have to really, um, what's the word? It'd have to be like a circuit or something. <laughs> it couldn't mm. be a new tournament every day. It'd have to be like a, a month-long story. Anyway, I don't think you can just write stream Rocket League. And even Age of Empires, people who build communities, um, I mean, they have that same thing. They have the top players or the tournaments or or like the... the now you're making me think of ideas. Now I just want to get a bunch of bronze players and do like a year long circuit of like bronze players who never play the game and see what happens at the end. Who's going to be the best of the worst? Hey, Sub Weekly's um, taking over the creative space. The creative space? Yeah, yeah. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, I think that's a great point you bring up. Kevin Fish, you want to be on AOE podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I, um, no, I don't have the credibility well, for that. Uh, I. <laughs> Had you watched the last tournament, I'll maybe I'll pick you up. Um, but but uh, no, you've been great uh, this episode so far. Okay, we spent way longer on that than I thought, but I really I really thought it was an interesting topic because a lot of our old content creators waited on Twitter on it. Yeah. Um, let's talk about speaking of tournaments. Let's talk about our most recent tournament. Uh, congratulations to Eli's, um What was it? Vance and Bingus. Uh, Elias, Vance, and Bingus for winning. Um, unfortunately, Wabs, you lost. Do you have any things to say about your loss to? It was an amazing series. I was that was actually some of the most like stressful, sweaty, and fun Rocket League that I've played in a long time, even including our uh, um, our tournaments. 
tournament that we're doing, Lizzie. Oh, it, it, yeah. We can, talk, we can talk about that next week, maybe. Actually, yep, yep. I don't know if we'll get a chance next week. Maybe we'll talk in a couple of weeks. Yeah, we'll um, talk about it. But... No, I think I think you're totally right. It was a phenomenal series. We'll actually put up the series, I think, on our YouTube at some point. I should do that. Oh, that's a good idea. Do that. mm-hmm. I'll put up that series. Uh, amazing series. I'm not gonna go too too much into it. I just worth watching. Mm-hmm. Ty at some point was peaking. It was amazing. Ty. Uh, so just to give a hint towards comms, in the first two games we were like relatively chill, not super 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 into it. Like we were trying to win mm-hmm. and we were trying to play, but it wasn't like wasn't crazy. And then end of game two. Ty's just sitting there looking at that scoreboard and is like, no, I'm not going to let this happen. This is in his mind. I'm not going to let this happen. We're going to win this right here, right now. There's no way we're getting sweeped and there's no way that we're not winning. <laughs> and in the next game, he just turns it on, starts absolutely peaking. Um, I I can tell this is happening because Ty is like popping off every single time uh, there's a goal or and like being a very, very good hype man. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take this super seriously. I'm a hard calming. I'm telling everything. I'm calling people off, saying what's happening. We're going all in. And we just, we played so well. And then the other guys, the uh, Elias, Bingas, and Vans also stepped up a little bit to match this. And it was such a good series. So much fun. <laughs> I, I like, our tournaments sometimes do this to us where I'm like, okay, I don't know what the script is, but it's pretty good right now. Like, <laughs> Like who wrote the script, you know, who, <laughs> as the joke goes, but, uh, no, it was a great series. Um, yeah, I'll definitely throw it on our YouTube sometime this week. So, uh, be, be ready for that. Um, the, yeah. So we just wanted to congratulate them and just recap that quick and, uh, definitely recommend seeing that. And speaking of our YouTube, um, our two most recent kind of posts have been beginner corners, um, and they're both of the same game. One in Wab's perspective. Please forgive mm-hmm. the uh, slightly lower quality. Uh, yep. <laughs> but I think, uh, and and one from Eliza's perspective, and I think they're both great. Um, I'm still kind of going through them since it is my gameplay. So you know, I'm I'm writing extensive notes. I'm I'm dealing with the criticism, the uh, the reality, the uh, the flipping too much on defense. Yep. Uh, and. Um, and what the reason we put those up there is, uh, yeah, we wanted to promote our coaching kind of a little bit, and I think it was a great kind of way to show both your and Wabs's, uh, sorry, your and Eliza's style. So, you know, uh, if you are interested, definitely, definitely go check out that coaching, um, and go check out those videos so you actually know what it's like. Uh, I will say my my one thing is I actually I think next if we ever do this again, I think I shouldn't be. Yeah, no, I would agree in there. I think it's worse. Yes. Um, and the reason, cause it bogs down your, your coaching in one sense. Um, and because like <laughs> you'll sometimes ask questions and it's just like, I feel the need to defend myself, but I'm like, this is not helpful for the video. <laughs> <laughs> like you should just be like, okay, like this is wrong. And then like move on. If that makes yeah. sense. Mm-hmm. Right. No, I, I totally um, get that. I got and, it. And on we top were... of it, I would mm-hmm. even argue I'd, I pay more attention during the YouTube video than when you're deconstructing it for an hour. Does that make sense? I like, totally agree. It, it if makes I can a lot of sense, go though. focus in on it and just focus, like actually pause it, like I'll actually pause, you know what I mean? And like yep. think about the individual plays. Um, I think that actually was more helpful than than me being there. So I think if we ever do that again, you'll, you'll probably go solo Yeah, because uh, I think it's more beneficial. That's actually um, the reason that uh, while we were talking afterwards and I had very many troubles uh changing the quality and trying to upload it and send it to you it was um, too long because <laughs> i was talking <laughs> possibly I was there um 
but that's the reason that I was okay uh, just re-recording it because I was like, you know what? I could totally just redo this, find some random new things because, you know, every time you look at a replay, it's going to be different. You can look at the same replay like 50 times and you'll find something new new every single time. Um, but I would just be like, yo, everything is wrong. Do this. <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. Um, the reason we actually bring this up is that Kevin Fisher was looking through it himself mm-hmm. and had some things he wanted to say. Mm. I, uh, the first thing I wanted to mention is people tend to like tend, people tend to give coaching a bad rap because they say, well, you should be looking at your own replays and then you can sort of find these things yourself. And then you don't need like a grand champ or SSL player to tell you what to improve on if you're like a diamond or a champ because you should be able to to see that and recognize it. The reason I think coaching can be important in addition to looking at your own replays um, is because even though there's sort of things you more or less know, like people know you're supposed to, well, most people, some people know you're supposed to rotate back post. And then there's like certain things you're not supposed to jump for. You shouldn't push so far forward that you don't have time to react, etc. But the importance of coaching, like by its essence, is drilling those things in your head, right? And like seeing yourself do it makes you realize that like, oh, shoot, like I have one, two, three thousand hours and I've thought about these things and practiced these things. And yet still by instinct, I'm, I'm doing them in competitive matches. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think coaching is important. And uh, Webs, I didn't watch uh, I didn't watch Eliza's uh, perspective, but Webs, I really liked um, your coaching style. Yeah, going through everything. I think it can be helped by, uh, you know, if the person that you're coaching isn't present. But, um, yeah, I mean, if if you're being coached, you realize that you make these decisions within, you know, hundreds of a second. And that's why they're sometimes poor decisions. And so there's there's no real reason to defend yourself because you more if you're making a bad decision in, in less than a second, you probably know that if it's wrong, it's just wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the conversation elements of coaching can can still be important. I really like the uh, conversation element in an actual one one on one scenario. Like if I am actually coaching somebody, I will mm-hmm. genuinely have conversations that will go off on a tangent um, on the specific thing that I want. Like I brought bring up, and if they're mm-hmm. trying to defend themselves, and it's like, oh, let's go into why you're trying to defend yourself here and why you're actually wrong. <laughs> it's true sometimes I, I'll, I'll concede and be like you know what no you're actually right here this is you're, you're right take ignore everything i just said because you're correct um i got I, something to say oh, sorry <laughs> on that topic but but i think the reality is when it's wabs and i it's a little different than like a typical coaching session that's which true is more professional mm-hmm. um, and for but, a video it, mm-hmm. it's for everybody it's not necessarily just for but, you yeah, yeah yeah and that's the big reason that's like uh this was the mistake here Mm-hmm. <laughs> well what i got from that video i mean it's 45 minutes long for a five and a half minute game so you're gonna have a lot of things uh, mentioned over and over <laughs> again <laughs> i mean it was long but uh, when you watch something for that long you know practice is time and time is practice and that counts for watching things like this mm-hmm. so the also, big thing that i in, re- in free play while you're watching stuff like that yeah, that's true. Yeah, and I tried to do that actually. It didn't. It doesn't quite work for me because you know I, I actually I was watching it on my phone and I found myself double tapping the left side of my screen multiple times because you would say something and I'd be like, "Wait, what did he mean?" So I'd like go back 20, <laughs> 20, 30 seconds and so I could watch it again. 
Um, so for me, it probably took me more like an hour to watch that video. Um, but the big thing I got from that video was like around this high champ level and probably throughout grand champ, etc. cetera. Uh, a lot of the difficulty for uh, ranked, uh, especially outside of comms, is keeping the cohesion within the threes team. Mm-hmm. Uh, so at this level, you you sort of accept <laughs> double commits and jumping at the wrong time, being at the wrong place. Um, but what you can really get a hold of um, outside of those things, which sort of happen in panic, split-second decisions, what you can really get a hold of is maintaining relative positioning and starting to get a real grasp over using your right stick and in special circumstances, your rear camera, mm-hmm. so that you have a real grasp over what's happening on the field. Like Lazero in this video would be going multiple times for, for boosts that he wouldn't or miss specific boosts um, because he either was or wasn't looking at what was happening in the play. Mm-hmm. I even would argue that I overuse um uh it's not ball cam uh, what's the what's the reverse of ball cam car cam uh, car cam I overuse it that's actually one big thing I mean I listen I've just got it through twenty minutes of the lies video and I got <laughs> stuff to work on okay <laughs> like I haven't even finished his video and I'm already thinking but one of the things I'm like I use uh, car cam way too much if I'm going back I should be at a point now where I should be able to without looking right. Mm-hmm find the corner or find, find yeah. the boost pads. Um, and I thought that was a big point. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big issue that I think the vast majority of players do. Like, honestly, this is going to be kind of a hot take, but you should be able to go along boost pads and rotate without looking like eyes closed screen off, like screen literally off. You should be able to rotate around the pads. Um, correctly. That's a tall ask. <laughs> it's a big <laughs> ask, but if you're in GC, you should do that. You should be able to like maybe looking once every you know two seconds, once every second, work your way forwards. But that should be entirely muscle memory of going over pads because I don't want to think about that. That's useless information for my brain. I just want to have boost. I don't mm-hmm. want to think about it. I just want to yeah. grab it. And if I'm thinking about it, then that's like, okay, now I've stopped thinking about the rotations. I've stopped thinking about, oh, I need to turn here. I stopped thinking about all that. And instead, I'm doing the wrong thing. I'm thinking about boost. My car, my uh, camera's on the car and it's looking for boost and it's not looking at the ball and I don't know what's going on, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So if you can literally have your monitor off <laughs> and still collect boost, then you're in a good spot. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would, I would add, I guess, that when you're in a, a certain rank for a certain period of time, you do get a real grasp over what players in that rank are most capable of doing and (laughs) how bad they can be too. Mm -hmm. And so in a sense, you have to be, uh, I definitely saw this in a YouTube video at some point, but you have to be prepared for both of those. And that's why it's important to be able to continue reading the play and not just your opponents um, and what their possibilities are in a certain play, but your teammates too. Like you have to keep a watch over, over them and, just looking at them and seeing where they're probably going uh, in a lot of situations isn't enough. And this is really difficult. This sort of stuff is really difficult for a lot of people because this is an incredibly fast-paced game. It's not like a real sport um, or a real-life sport that you have time to you know, take a look around the field and, and um, 
get a read for what's going on, where people are. Mm-hmm. So it's difficult for people to go into ranked or even in casual and just sit there and with a focused mind, be hyper-conscious always about what's going on in the play. And when I've tried to do this in the past, my rank always plummets because when you're <laughs> hyper-conscious about the play, you, um, your mechanics, um, uh, aerials, etc., they all drop because you're not, you're not thinking about that in the muscle memory that you have been because suddenly you're focused on something in particular that you know is important, but you're not really sure how to practice it outside of a real game because it's difficult to do. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is sort of a situation where you accept uh, short-term pain, long-term, long-term gain, um, at least if you're doing it the right way. Uh, but yeah, I think it's it's difficult for people, especially around our level, high champ and low grand champ, um, to be able to to read everybody that's on the field because it's such a crazy game. I mean, the field <laughs> relative to the amount of people that are on it is tiny. Like it's it's a big field where a lot of possibilities. There's a lot of possibilities, but the fact that you can get from one end to the other in a couple of seconds is is insane. Um, and uh, people don't think about that uh, in a in that way. Uh, enough i don't think and that's why there's a lot of difficulty in the community of of correctly reading the play that's an interesting point the size of the field relative to the um i guess like because that's something that you you think about is like people who coach very much think about this um but pretty much anybody else should be thinking about this very specific idea of like when you're rotating right um, most rotation is like, I can hit this ball and my teammate can also hit this ball because our triangles are intersected. So who should mm-hmm. be going? The person who has more speed, whatever. We'll talk about that later. Um, but those triangles and those ability, like those positions that you're able to hit are what your rotation is based around. Um, and if you look at like pro play, you look at proper, perfect gameplay, the entire field is covered. Mm-hmm. Every single point on that field is pretty much covered, um, and it's amazing. But it also really goes to show how small that field is, because those types of double commits, where those overlaps can very easily happen if that mm-hmm. rotation isn't proper, because everybody can touch the ball technically, but it's which one should. And just saying that the the field is small is something that's like. I never really would have thought about, to be honest. But when you're saying it, it, it's a very, very real thing. Yeah, so that's, yeah. that's that's the main thing that I got from it. That and and you know, being hyper conscious about anything really that you need to practice is it it makes you play worse. <laughs> that's just <Yep. laughs> the way it is. Correct rotations, um, while similar to positioning and reading the play. Um, isn't the same, but it, it it does the same thing to your your mind, your mental capacity to be able to handle. You can't handle muscle memory and and hyperconscious uh, practice at the same time. So if you're thinking the whole game about where you should be and if you should be rotating back post, you're going to play worse, <laughs> but you'll improve in the long term. And that's, I guess, this goes back to you know a lot of people play this game for like half an hour a day. They'll do like five minutes of free play and then like two or three games, and if that's all you have time for you don't really want to improve you don't really want to spend that time like uh, thinking about things because it's just not as fun so Mm -hmm. yeah but but that's important stuff so i'm glad you talked about all that in the video yeah Mm 
And that's kind of why, why maybe I'm still at only like minute 20 of the lies video is that within even like, I'm going to be honest, within like 10 minutes, I already had enough stuff I could focus on for like a month. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's like, it's not even like big stuff. It's just specific things that I'm like, let me use ball cam less. Let me not flip on defense. I I need a month to get that into memory, into my <laughs> own habits, into into what WAPS calls like natural, right? Things I don't think about. <laughs> it's gonna take me like a month before I just get that, before I even think about anything else in those in that video. Or even WAB's video, right? Like that's already a month of training I can I can, I can work on. Uh that's gonna require me, like you were saying, um, to be to be very sensitive about those things for a month and then eventually seep into my uh, my natural play without me having to think about it. Mm-hmm. Just like, uh, just like rotating across was a thing, um, that, that, but that probably boosted me out of diamond for the first time. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I was like a diamond three forever. And then like, uh, I think that was when I started playing, um, RSC or something a couple years back or a year back. And like, there, we had like a random like person coach and then he was like, yeah, just rotate across instead of rotating back because I would always naturally rotate back. And then I did that for a month and now it's like a natural thing. It's like if I can, I'll usually, you know, given the situation, but I'll usually find opportunities to rotate across as opposed to rotate where the ball is on the same side as the ball. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, and just that thing is like, no, not difficult to adjust, but you need to do a month of just focusing on making sure you're doing that. <laughs> and then yeah. and then you can uh, do whatever. Um, yeah. Uh, this is a great thing. Okay, la- I did have something I wanted to say, Wabs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so you know, how you mentioned like the um, the uh, the wave dash kickoff, right? Sure. Which everyone has a problem with, okay? of course, because it uses too much boost. I agree. Yeah. It uses too much boost. Yeah. Um, however, when you mentioned that, all my wave dash kickoffs got worse. Okay. <laughs> uh, I just want you to know. It. I started thinking about it, and it made it worse because I think i had found the perfect natural timing with my wave dash kickoff where they can predict what i was doing and whether it was a speed flip or a diagonal flip i'd win it the way i wanted sure. in a position that usually gave my team an advantage mm-hmm. however as soon as you said it whatever that special skill was it's gone so i want you to uh i want to say uh not thank you uh, i'm mad um i think wave dash okay I think the wave kickoff has a place. Like I'm gonna be honest, I have two types of kickoffs. I have my diagonal flip into the center, and then and then fifty, right? Mm-hmm. Like the, the the standard verge kickoff. I think I actually posted that in, in our Discord not too long ago. The standard kind of verge kickoff, and I have the wave dash, and it's nice. I think I think if I could get the speed flip, I'm gonna be honest. I, I don't have the speed flip like like mastered. If I can get that mastered, it'd be nice to have three things. And and essentially the way I do it is like, if one does good enough, I stick with that one for the rest of the game. However, if it puts our team in a disadvantage, I'll start doing the other one. Uh, and uh, I think I think that is a fair assumption of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you can also get away with it in threes a lot more than you can get away with it in ones. Yeah, that's uh, what I was going to say. Um, yeah. If you go up against somebody who is thinking about their kickoffs and can change their kickoff to just like to counteract what you're doing, then the wave dash kickoff is bad because it's a very easily counterable thing if you're expecting it. But if you're not expecting it, then it's like, oh, it's a really good mix-up. Um, so I don't know if you get like four kickoffs in a game. Let's let's say that's, that'd be a lot. Um, but you get four kickoffs in a game, and you do a wave dash kickoff on one of them, then you could probably just win that kickoff straight up 
against somebody who knows what they're doing because it, it catches them off guard and you're using this as a mix up and they're like, oh God, what do I do now? And then you might actually win the next one because you change it up and they're expecting it now and blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. Here, here's my argument. In threes, okay? it doesn't matter. In the threes, in threes people it's always think. a change up because no one else is doing it. Okay. That's so that's what I mean. It's in, like John Sandman <laughs> kickoff. All right. I'm is. just saying. It is. And that's why I say in threes, it'll work until you get somebody who knows how to do a kickoff. And that's not going to happen for a long time. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, everyone who knows how to do a kickoff is in ones and doesn't like threes. They might go well, to twos. It's, it's, listen, like in threes, it's such a minute part of the game, right? Just don't miss the ball. Yeah. And don't be slower than the opponent and you're fine. You'll survive. Your team will survive. Man, the worst part is slow kickoffs will just win 90% yes. of kickoffs in threes. Like if you just sit it's, in it's front of the ball and jump. It's a counter, dude. <laughs> it is, but you have to get there first. That's the big thing. That's the thing that people don't know about a slow kickoff. You have to get to the ball before the opponent to actually do it, which is crazy. You have to get there first to do a proper slow kickoff. Otherwise, they're just gonna, you know, um, do a hard speed one and or yeah, oh, do yeah, speed kickoff and you just get yeah. beat. But if you're there first and you're just sitting behind the ball, you're like, hit it into me, nerd. Do it. I dare you. <laughs> try, try me. I'm a brick wall. <laughs> Because you're there and you're covering everything. But yeah, it doesn't work if you're slow. <laughs> I mean, the threes, is especially like solo ranked threes, right? It's, yeah, I think yeah. it's different when you're on a team because mm-hmm. um, you have you have like set plays. But like solo ranked threes, like you could literally like fly upside down and just, it doesn't matter. As long as you are at some point in front between the ball and your net, you're, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'll you get can... away with it until like GC three. <laughs> yeah. I genuinely think that you could probably do fairly okay on a kickoff. If you're doing a half flip and I don't mean like the squishy kickoff where you forward flip and then cancel it. So you're upside down, hit it with your butt and then turn around. I mean like you boost forward jump turn around 180 and then half flip into it i think you could could probably just style on people with kickoffs for a long time <laughs> just because as long as you this. didn't miss the middle you'll be fine exactly <laughs> and that just that, if that if someone can do that and show me proof of it that just shows how stupid kickoffs are in threes because <laughs> because in ones it's objective right yeah like if you win it in ones it's usually a goal but yeah. in, mm-hmm. in like in in threes it's like ultimately does it create an opportunity for my team or does my team get the ball after i kick off whether it's in your zone or, or their own their other team's zone it's like does my team get to it first that that's kind of how i yeah. see if it was a one or a loss kickoff right yeah um which is so arbitrary because sometimes it's literally up to the teammates <laughs> nothing <laughs> to do with you yeah yep <laughs> goes it, completely uh, sideways it's, i won the kickoff my teammate got it <laughs> <laughs> It's so hard to get a goal scoring chance off any kickoff in threes because the entire other team is still in their half, right? It's tr- that's, that's why true. it doesn't matter so much. But not necessarily. If you have good kickoff strats, then you just will win every time. It's like going back to our earlier uh, things with the combo or Jer kickoff that he called. Um, <laughs> if you kick it back to the teammate who's already waiting on the wall and that person bangs it out to the teammate who's on the opposite wall and has pre-jumped it, then that's a goal every time because that person just has an open net. True. But that's a team play kickoff. But it's, like, that's, that's a team play kickoff. Yeah. It is, but that's like the power of a kickoff. If people know that's how to do kickoffs. Sports, baby. It is, it is. <laughs> and that's why kickoffs in high level matter. 
That's a lot. That's why they're But kickoffs don't matter. In All you have to do is hit the ball until like a long time. I don't yeah. want to say a rank, but you, all you have to do is hit the ball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think we'll end it there. Uh, yeah. I hope you enjoyed the show, Captain fish thank you for being on dude he has some great insights yeah uh, it was a ton of fun being here thanks for inviting me um yeah so i'm gonna drag you into the aoe podcast uh, so <laughs> <laughs> i don't even know all the counters uh, dude <laughs> no 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 oh i, I we're gonna, i'm not actually gonna i'll send you an invite we'll see what you say but uh, i'm not gonna force anyone to do anything wabs uh you have to uh <laughs> yep, yep, i i know i'm i'm doing what you're forcing me to it's fine <laughs> um no, uh, thank you everyone for listening. Special thank you to our patrons who uh, seem to have been enjoying the pre-shows and, 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 our, and our Rob and Kyle shows. So thank you so much uh, for your continued support. Uh, helps us, uh, you know, helps helps keep Hunty happy, mm-hmm. um, but also helps us try new things, uh, you know, keep keep uh, costs uh, down. So we're not paying out of pocket, which is which is always great, which mm-hmm. I think uh, we'll, we'll uh, keep this, you know, podcast going for a long, long time. Uh, I don't know. Unless Wabs gets, you know, full of himself, you know. Hey, I'm already full of myself. If Wabs, if Wabs ever stops self-deprecating. Okay. <laughs> it's crazy uh, that he could do both. I'm yeah, full yeah. of myself <laughs> and I ironically self-deprecate. That's it. That's who I am. That's what I'm like as a person. <laughs> next Robin Kyle show, this isn't actually going to happen. The next Robin Kyle show is just going to be Wabs uh, um, creating a logical argument to make both those statements true. Um, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, don't I don't need know. a Robin Kyle show. Just, just my own existence is proof enough. <laughs> I mean, humans are contra- walking contradictions. Like exactly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no good segue out of that. But uh, to our roll call tier patrons, thank you so much for that support. You get a shout out every single episode. So thank you, Cursor. Thank you, Glorious Zombie. Thank you, Paint. Thank you, Raz. Thank, thank you, Psych Mopko. And thank you, Vance. All of you are so, so awesome. I hope you enjoyed the show this week. Uh, yeah, like once again, Captain Fish, amazing. I think it's a great. Um, we also have a special guest next week lined up who hopefully that will work out as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, uh, yeah. And, uh, I guess I need to think of homework, don't I? You do. Your On homework for this week, should you choose to accept it is, uh, is watch, uh, not the whole thing, maybe five minutes of either Wabs or Eliza's video and then, uh, then make fun of me in the discord. Yeah. That's it. That's mm-hmm. the most important okay. part. Mm-hmm. um and and you know use whatever vitriol you want um and i will take that pain away from you know the random rocket league opponent or teammate that you might have used on instead nice um so that that's your that's your uh that's your homework for this week but only a um, little bit of anger expulsion little caveat you can only do it if you know what uh vitriol is without looking it up <laughs> uh um yeah yeah uh, <laughs> i actually really like that i really like that if you know what vitriol is uh then you're allowed to make fun of me um without looking it up yeah <laughs> people talked about like sometimes I'm, I'm in like moods where i'll like use big words right maybe it's not even that use words uh, they'll just i'll be throwing them in like random sentences and people are like do you look those words up it's like no <laughs> All right, listen. All right, do you know who I am, dude? Okay, I have an extensive vocabulary, right? But I deem superfluous, right? <laughs> Adjectives um, as only beneficial when they are appropriate. Um, and so, uh, 
yeah that's why i'll only use them from time to time to add <laughs> emphasis but i think if someone uses them constantly then it actually detracts from the point that they're trying to make uh, mm-hmm. and makes communication more difficult anyway with that i'm gonna see you uh next week and goodbye bye bye bye